Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. It's Labor Day weekend. You're supposed to be gone. So good to see you. What an awesome God we serve. First Friday was off the chain. God's presence was here in such a powerful way. And we just are thrilled to be in the middle of what he's doing. Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily. To be empowered by his spirit and his words so that you can engage with your world. Power Place Academy began this week. It's already transforming kids' lives. It didn't get any better than that. And your investment is amazing. We've got kids that actually want to go to school now. Come on, somebody. Let's go. I don't know about you, but when you're young and drop something, you, you pick it up. When you're older and you drop something, you stare at it for a bit, trying to figure out if you really need it anymore. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> or if you're, you're bending down to tie your shoes, you, you think, what else can I do while I'm down here? <laughs> oh, my. A guy goes into the doctor's office. There's a banana stuck in one of his ears. There's a carrot stuck in one nostril. Cucumber in the other ear. The guy says, Doc, this is terrible. What's wrong with me? Doc said, well, it's pretty obvious you're definitely not eating right. Some of you will get that later, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the six-year-old goes to the hospital with his grandma to visit his grandpa. When they get to the hospital, he runs ahead of his grandma, bursts into his grandpa's room. Grandpa, grandpa, he says excitedly. As soon as grandma comes into the room, make a noise like a frog. What, said grandpa? Make a noise like a frog, because grandma said that as soon as you croak, we're going to Disneyland. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> we, we established some core values earlier this year. We, we decided to take what we were and are and have been and put language to it. And I thank Pastor Isaiah and Brittany for spearheading that. And we are moving in to this new era that God has for us. And unity is a big deal. And when we're all on the same page, we drive harder, faster, longer, quicker. It just, it's amazing how God can take us places as we're all speaking the same language. So the first, first value that we shared was honor. And we say, honor up, honor down, honor all around. We place the value of heaven on you because you bear the image of Christ. Secondly, we talked about truth. Absolute truth equals complete freedom. We believe that the, the Bible from cover to cover, and we, we believe that the greatest counsel you will ever receive is from the word of God and being in his presence daily. And thirdly, we talked about stewardship. And what we say around here is, there it is. Don't be a stupid steward. We manage heaven's resources for the Father's business. When we get to heaven, we'll realize nothing was really ours. We were just managing his, what he's blessed us with. We understand that everything we have has been given to us by God. 
And so we must be good stewards of what he's blessed us with. The heart's cry of a good steward is, it will never be mine. It will always be yours. So we give him our time, our talent, our treasure, and our tongue. Hallelujah. Number four, we talked about excellence. Because excellence is a reflection of heaven. He gave us his best, so we give him ours. We're continually striving for excellence. Uh, Those of us who have watched the school, the Power Place Academy, and and have come to visit and see how things are being run, their, their number one comment is excellence. This is excellence. We've never seen anything like this. This is excellence. And that's, that's what we're striving for at all times because good enough is the enemy of excellence. So we don't want just good enough. We want, we want to move towards excellence at all times because excellence is a reflection of heaven. Uh, fifthly, we talked about unity. What we say is a house divided against itself cannot stand straight from the word of God. We choose to lean into intentional conversations because hard conversations lead to health. And as I was dwelling on that this this week, the Lord nudged me and said, you can either get healthy or you can run away from hard conversations and be hurt. And and you hear this constantly. I got hurt by the church. The church hurt me. Well, I'm up here bandaged and bruised by the church, okay? But I'm still standing. We're still moving forward because, yeah, amen. So we lean into intentional conversations because those hard conversations will begin to chip off the rough edges, begin to move you in the right direction. It's iron sharpening iron. So one man sharpens the countenance of his friend and we, we intentionally... Deal with stuff. Now, if you grew up in a family that never dealt with anything, and you come into this healthy environment where we deal with stuff, you're going to get looking around going, what in the world hit me? But can I tell you that correction and godly direction is for your good? If you allow your child to develop bad habit patterns that they're going to have to deal with later on in life, somebody's going to deal with it. It may be the court system. It may be the school. It may, well, school system doesn't do anything anymore. But when I was growing up, they had paddles. And I got it several times in my school days. I actually broke one of those. They broke it on me. It was one of those... uh, you know the bass, big long bass things with the stick that they play the bass? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? What do you call that thing? It's, it wasn't a cello. It was a... No, the bow. They didn't hit me with the bow. They hit me with the thing that goes out from the chair. It was a big wooden stick that had holes in it to hold the... That thing right there, that metal thing that came out of the bottom of the base. It was the closest thing I think my band director had near him. So he grabbed it and swatted me and the thing broke. It was painful. But I didn't act like that anymore. You... Proverbs says, spare the rod and you'll spoil the child. We got a lot of spoiled children around here. Not around here, but, well, we have some here, but there's a lot of spoiled children who are in adult bodies. Because nobody ever told you no. Nobody ever told you these are the boundaries, stay within them. Nobody ever said anything. You just got away with whatever you wanted to do. And hard conversations will lead to health or you'll run away, stay the same, get mad, get hurt, keep throwing your temper tantrums, 
keep pitching a fit. <laughs> they don't yeah, they don't let me do <laughs> All right. I may be meddling now at this point. But if you don't deal with your stuff, you don't have anybody in your corner that loves you enough to call you out. You'll just keep going around the same mountain. Wondering, why this church is just like the last one. This, this job is just like the last one. And there's only one common denominator, and it's you. So we do real. That was our sixth value that we talked about. Real. We don't do, we don't do fake. Real relationships bring real results. We don't shy away from vulnerability or transparency in building authentic relationships. Pastor Billy shared with us last week, and that was powerful with the, with the uh, panel. And small groups are starting in a few weeks, and if you didn't sign up by 6 o'clock on Sunday, you missed it. We told you. First come, first serve. And I think there may be a couple of spots somewhere. You have to go to the church center app to find that out. But uh, small groups, as I said to someone this past week, this small groups are not a place to air your dirty laundry. It's not a therapy session. Anybody with me? It's not a place to keep rehashing your issues, but... It is a place where you can find freedom if you want it. It's, it's those real relationships that deal with stuff so you can find freedom. There, there's a lot of people that don't want to find freedom. They want to stay stuck and just reminisce in their misery. Oh, remember when? And I, I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Let me tell you something. You can be free. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you can be free. God has freedom for you. Tell them, God has freedom for you. You can be free. And God wants you free. He doesn't want you wallowing around in, in your junk. James chapter 5, verse 13. The apostle James says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Are you with me? Anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So he says, therefore, in verse 16, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's healing available. Talk to each other. Confess your sins. Pray for each other so you can find freedom, so you can be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Some things can be done personally. If you're in trouble, pray. If you're happy, sing. Sing praises. Make people wonder what's going on with you. Whistle while you work. If you're sick, call the elders. There's some things that need to be done corporately. And then in a smaller group, you can share your stuff and be healed. Find freedom. I believe you can find freedom and healing as you do what the scripture says. Healing is available. Encounters with the Lord can and will change you if you want to be changed. A small group is where that can happen. 
Today, let me talk about another one of our core values here at the Power Place. It's health. Somebody say health. health. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. Repeat that after me. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. We prioritize our health by submitting our mind, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord. We honor the Sabbath. We come away before we come apart because health produces health. Our values are on a a card. You can pick one up at the usher stand. You can pick one up at the connection bar on your way out. Pick up a couple of them. Put this side on one of your refrigerator, this side on the other refrigerator. Okay, so you can see it every day. Put it on your, on your bathroom mirror if you need to. Get it down in your spirit. Get the word of God in your spirit. Health. Psalm 32, 7. The psalmist says, For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Interlude. Selah. Pause and think about that for a moment. You, oh God, you're my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Just pause and think about that for a moment. Who he is, what he's doing, what he's done. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you. And watch over you. Daily encounters with the Lord are how you come under his protection. You come under his hiding, his surrounding presence. Daily encounters with the Lord are how you learn to hear his voice guiding you along the best pathway for your life. Some of you all haven't been on the best pathway for your life. Because you haven't been near him enough for him to guide you. Along that best pathway. Daily encounters help you to be able to recognize his voice. Be able to recognize his presence. Be able to recognize his direction. His guidance. You'll be able to hear his still small voice saying, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. How many have ever experienced that? This is the way. Walk in it. You're near enough to hear his whisper. This is the way. Walk in it. Go that way. Go that. Don't. Nope. Go that way. This is the way. Walk in it. What a gift. What a gift. Daily, you'll get his advice and his watchful care over you. Who wouldn't want that? A God who loves you, a God who cares so much about you. Why wouldn't you want that daily encounter that connects you with his still small voice? So we prioritize our health by submitting to him, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Everything I am is yours, Lord. Everything I am is yours, Lord. Health. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. It's life or death. You will either be healthy or unhealthy spiritually, which affects every other area of your life. As soon as we say health, most of you think physically. You've got to be healthy physically. But I'm here to tell you, if you die physically, your spirit matters. Even if you die physically, it matters where your spirit is. Are you healthy spiritually? It really is life or death. It it affects every area of your life. You won't be good to anyone if you're not healthy. I'm telling you, you're not going to be good to anyone if you're not healthy. You'll give the wrong counsel. You have the wrong kind of wisdom. You'll have the world's wisdom, not God's wisdom. You'll have the wrong kind of discernment. You'll you'll see things from a worldly standpoint. You won't understand what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on in the spirit realm. 
You know, they always say on the airplane that you need to put your oxygen on oxygen mask on first before you help others with their oxygen mask. Anybody ever hear that? If you travel with a child, make sure you put your mask on first and then you can help us. Why? Because if you're passed out, if you're not conscious, if you're not able to function, you can't help somebody else. You're no good to anyone else if you're unhealthy spiritually. Daily encounters, why, why do they matter? Why does it have to be daily? Because that's how you'll stay alive and become healthy spiritually. Why do you have to eat every day? Why are you eating every day? Because you've got to have daily food. Weekly feeding doesn't quite cut it, now does it? How I many of you are going to eat one time this week? Today, eat today, don't eat anymore. Well, you're going to die physically, but daily encounters help you remain alive spiritually. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11. The writer of Hebrews says there's much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Do I have any kids like that? Anybody was a kid like that? Spiritually dull, and you don't seem to listen. Because it's been told to you before, but you aren't listening. We have to continue to tell our children and grandchildren are you listening? Are you listening? Because if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. He says, you've been believers so long now, verse 12, that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food, another translation says meat, is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. They've handled the word of God enough. They've trained themselves to know the difference between right and wrong. And some of us are so distant from God and his word that a lot of what's going on in the world, you think it's right. You just kind of go with the flow. Any dead fish can float downstream. Amen. Just throw them in. Watch them go. They don't have to wag their tail because they're dead. You don't want to be dead. You want to be alive and able to recognize what's right and wrong. You want to have handled the truth long enough to know this is true, that's not. It's very easy to see. You need this skill of recognizing the difference between what is right and wrong. You don't want to be spiritually dull, hard of hearing. You want to be able to hear his still small voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. You want to know how to do what is right. So how do you do that? You got to start eating meat. You got to start eating some solid food. I've told you a bunch of times, milk is that which passes through another person's body and comes out. You get milk from a goat, what? They ate the grass, they got some milk to give. You get milk from a cow, they ate the stuff and they, they're reproducing. They're producing something of what they've eaten. Meat is that which you kill, prepare, eat yourself so that you've got some milk to give out. Because some people are coming to you, they've got to have some milk. They're still babies. You need to have something to give. 
Your children need you to feed them. They're not old enough to feed themselves yet. So instead of relying on the milk that comes from this pulpit once a week, you got to have a daily encounter with God. You can't live on what comes from here. Because it's meat for me. Because I killed it. I studied. I prepared. I'm, I'm digging. I'm finding some meat. But as I give it out, it's milk to you. It's milk. You're receiving milk. As meaty as it may be, it's still milk to you. So how do you grow up? Wow. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. That daily being in his presence, daily in the word of God. Hallelujah. You don't want to starve yourself spiritually. You don't want to remain an infant. Always needing somebody to feed you. Always needing somebody to change your diapers. Always throwing temper tantrums when you don't get your way. Not being able to recognize right and wrong. Discernment fades. It's time to grow up. Tell your neighbor, it's time to grow up. Seriously, it's time to grow up. You don't want to stay in an infant stage the rest of your spiritual life. You don't. I'm telling you. You'll be miserable. Don't be miserable. Grow up. So what does a daily encounter with the Lord look like? Well, I brought a few of my, my daily encounters with the Lord. This one is from, it begins in 1989. Um, just daily as I read through the one-year Bible, things would jump out at me and I'd write them down. Then I would ponder on what God was saying. I've got some, some notes in here that when I didn't have a journal, um, didn't have a book like this. This is an oldie right there. That's an antique, I believe. Um, and then in 2000, I believe this is 2004, 15, yeah, 2015, I started writing every day what God was saying and just receiving manna from the Lord, daily bread. This one starts in uh, 2017. Just daily, daily manna, daily encounters. So, Pastor Greg, why are you showing us these? Because I think somebody needs to catch this. This is 2021. Um, I noticed the older I get, the bigger I write. I used to be able to write really small. Now I can't read my own writing because it's so small. It's like. As I pulled these out of my, my desk, what's, what's kind of cool about this is the ability to go back and remember where you were, what you were going through, and how faithful God was. There were some really rough days. And I needed an answer from God every single day. And mind blown. 
He answered every single day. In my daily reading, which I wasn't jumping all over doing the, the uh, ooh method. I was just reading through the Bible. And yet, as I was reading through the Bible, daily, he would speak to me as to what I was going through and give me answers that everyone else would say is foolishness. And yet I knew it was wisdom from God. There was no way to convince me otherwise. You could come at me with your counsel, but I've been in the presence of the great counselor, the wonderful counselor. And I know what he has to say about my situation. You can't persuade me any other way. And you need that in your life. You need that daily in your life. As I pulled these out, out of my desk, I'm, I was looking through them and, and noticed uh, five. I took, took five of them. Uh, when my dad passed, he had my, my grandfather's little notebooks of stuff that he had written down for years and years and years. I didn't bring them today. They're, they're falling apart. And I thought, not only do I need this, my kids need to see this. And, and my grandkids need to see this. In fact, I, I wrote a daily do the only book I've ever written. And I wrote it from just the first 90 days of this book. I was planning on writing four of them. Not sure I'll get there. Um, but I wrote it for my grandkids who weren't born yet. I knew they were coming. Someday they'll be able to look at, at Kugi's writings and say, oh, that makes sense to me. God was speaking. This is a big deal, not just for you, but for the generations to come. For the next generation and the generation following them. They need to see and know what God has said and what God continues to speak today through his word. So well, do I have to journal? I never really considered myself a journaler. I just write the scripture down and then what it said to me, what God was saying. It, it looks different for everyone depending on how you connect best with the Lord. But it always involves scripture, prayer, which is communication with God, listening, hearing, talking to the Lord. That's what it always involves that. No matter if you're exercising on your bike, no matter if you're, you're lifting weights, Maybe you're listening to worship music, okay? You're looking, listening to the Word of God on the YouVersion Bible app. Everybody pull your phone out. YouVersion Bible app, it, it, it says Holy Bible on it. It's right here. Can anybody zoom in on that? We got a zoomer. Sam, are you zooming? Who can zoom? It's that one right there. Holy Bible. You version. Because it's, it's for you. And then you've got plans where you read daily. I'm reading the one-year Bible right now. I read this morning about 1.30 in the morning. The Lord wakes me up at different times and I spend that quiet time with him. Today I read Ecclesiastes 7, Ecclesiastes 8, Ecclesiastes 9. 2 Corinthians 7, 8 to 16, Psalm 48, 1 to 14, Proverbs 22, 17 to 19. And if I can't read it, I can listen to it. Some of you need, may need to redeem your commute. So listen to country music and everything else is going on, and your, your podcasts and all the, all the junk of the world, listen to the news station, 
is there any good news anymore? I don't know. Um, you need, you need, this is breath in your spiritual lungs. Okay. Maybe you're spending time in his presence, worshiping him while taking a walk or running or hiking or biking or just spending time in his presence, listening to the word of God as it feeds you. This is your daily bread. It's breath in your lungs. It's food to your soul. You've got two natures inside of you and the one you feed the most is going to win. If you starve yourself spiritually, it won't last long. So I would encourage you to read the word of God or listen to the word of God every day. Read the entire Bible through every year. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can do that. It's possible. Well, if you can't, it's not doable for you, then read half the Bible through in the year and then read the other half through next year. So why, why, why do you keep talking about this? Because you're going to die spiritually if you don't do this every day. You'll keep going around the same stuff all the time. Say, so, well, I'll start when the new year happens. No, start now. Start now. Do it today. Start tomorrow. Don't, don't miss any day of being in his presence. So we prioritize our health by submitting our mind, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord. Lord, you're first and foremost in my life. I'm going to prioritize you in my life, mind, body, soul, and spirit. As I, Pastor Isaiah said, Power Place Academy kids are learning this every morning. First 30 minutes. Spending time in his presence. Deuteronomy 6, 5. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. It's not a, it's not a request. It's, not a, it's, it's, it's a command. You must. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. As Pastor Isaiah said this morning, you, you may get tired holding your arms up, praising him. Go ahead and push through that. Offer your body a living sacrifice. God, I'm sacrificing to you. I'm offering you the praise of my lips, which, which are giving glory to your name. And he says in verse two, do not conform. Tell your neighbor, don't conform. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Tell them that. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? Through the word of God. Get it in you daily. Daily, daily. You're renewing your mind. You're getting those old Habit patterns, those old thought patterns are changing as you put the word of God in there. It's giving new grooves to your brain patterns. New grooves. It's, it's putting a new groove in there. And pretty soon you're going to start thinking like him. Isn't that the goal? To think like Jesus. To think like God the Father. To think like the Holy Spirit. To be able to, to quickly recognize that's wrong. That's right. To have that recognition, that discernment. So do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, somebody say then. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We go, oh, that, well, of course that's God's will. You don't have to get... Would you pray for me that I understand God's will? You'll know. Nobody's going to have to pray for you. Right? You'll understand. Why? Because you've been in the presence of Almighty God who understands, who knows what His will is. And when you transform your thinking, you renew your mind, you come into oneness with Him. And when he just nudges you, we talk about living by the nudge of the Holy Spirit. You get that little nudge. Anybody married? Ever got a nudge? 
You go, what, what, what? You know, you know what the nudge is about. You don't have to ask. Just a, a look, a little, all right. Why? Because you've been around them for so long. You're in sync. When he nudges you, you know exactly what to do. First Thessalonians 5.23. I do know what time it is. I don't care. <laughs> well, I do care. I, I really do care. But I, I don't. It doesn't matter. First Thessalonians 5.23. Now, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. Until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So we submit our mind, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord so that he can be pleased with every area of our lives. And we're becoming healthy in the process. Our lives are lived as a daily sacrifice to him. So we honor the Sabbath to stay healthy physically. We give ourselves the rest that we need to be able to function at a high level as we engage with our world. Remember, encounter, empower, and engage. In order to engage, you, you've got to be healthy. And God gave us the template. Genesis 2, verse 1, so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. You think God was tired? No, he, he doesn't wear out. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He, he's not lost any power or ability wasn't tired. He was setting something in place for us. He even made the Sabbath a part of the Big Ten. Ten Commandments. Exodus 28, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now, let me ask you this. If God rested and set apart a day of rest, the Sabbath, who are we to think that we don't need a day of rest? When we traveled for 12 years on the road as evangelists, we would have pastors come into our, our camper and we would counsel them and try to help them work through some things in their life. And many of them would look at us and go, well, I don't take a vacation and I don't take a day off. And I would look at them and say, you're very foolish because you will crash. You can't keep up that pace. And they would wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, I don't need time off. I'm bleh. like, Dude, you have no idea. You're burning right now and you don't even know it. And your, your relationships are unhealthy. Your life is unhealthy. We value health at the power place. And we want you healthy as well as ourselves. So we choose to come away before we come apart. Say that with me. We, we come away before we come apart. Mark chapter 6 verse 30. The apostles gathered together with Jesus. And they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, way to go, guys. I'm proud of you. Let's go do some more. Keep up this pace and we're going to get the whole entire world saved. He, no, he said to them, verse 31, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. 
There were many people coming and going. They did not even have time to eat. They went away in the boat to a secluded place by themselves. And all the boaters said, there are no boaters here today. They're on the boat. (laughs) Oh, my. Come away by yourselves and rest a while. Mark Batterson says, change of pace plus change of place equals change your perspective. Sometimes you need to change your pace and your place in order to get a different perspective. There was a time in my life where I was, I was driven. I was driven. I was a workaholic. My wife can attest that I was, I was the pastor who would come to the camper and say, I don't take a day off. I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm good. And I crashed and burned. And and God has helped us to become healthy so that those around us can become healthy. You need time away weekly with Jesus. You need time away from the press of the crowd. You need time away to recharge yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. And God gives you and me a mandate to Sabbath every week. One day. Come away before you come apart. If you don't come away with him, you will come apart at some point. Because we understand health produces health. If you're not healthy spiritually, you can't reproduce health in others. You reproduce after your kind. If you're not healthy, you will reproduce unhealthy. Genesis 1.11, God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind, and God said, saw that it was good. We value health because we want you to be healthy for your sake and for everyone else's sake. Your fruit has seed in it after your kind. Seed that will produce what you are. If you're not healthy, you're going to reproduce unhealth in those around you. God wants you healthy. Because health produces health. Your fruit has seed in it. We want good fruit coming out of our lives. Healthy fruit. Fruit that remains. Matthew seven seventeen. So every healthy tree, Jesus says, bears good fruit. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. You can say that with me. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. I didn't make this up. This is God's word. God understands you've got to be healthy in order to produce good fruit. Because a diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. It's worthless. Thus, he says, you will recognize them by their fruits. How are you going to recognize them unless you've spent time in his presence knowing what's right and what's wrong? People send me stuff. They're like, this is good. You need to watch this, pastor. And I watch it. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not, that's not good at all. In fact, that's actually 
going against the word of God. Why don't you recognize that? How are you not recognizing that? You got to be in his presence daily. You got to be in his word daily. Anybody still with me today? I'm closing right now. You laughed. <laughs> no, I really am. John 15, 4, remain in me, remain. That's, that's a daily thing. And I will remain in you. Come on, worship team. For a branch cannot bear fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Amen. Teacher, Matthew twenty two thirty six. Teacher, what's the most important commandment of the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I'm here to tell you when you love God with everything you are, spend quality time in his presence daily, you become healthy. And you're able to love your neighbor in a healthy way. You're able to engage with your world in a healthy way. Because we value health. Daily encounters with the Lord matter. We prioritize our health by submitting our mind, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord. We honor the Sabbath. We come away before we come apart. Because health produces health. It's time we become healthy. Spiritually. Which leads to health in every other area of our lives. Stand with me. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.